Hello and welcome to the Mom and Pop Podcast. We are your hosts, Mark and Kat. And we're just the mom and pop trying to figure out this parenthood thing. And this week we have a pretty interesting episode. I think it's going to be really helpful for our prospective parents out there. Um, and we wanted to talk about hospital visits with our baby. But before we talk about hospital visits, just wanted to check in with mom, you know. How's the last two weeks have how have the last two weeks been for you? You know, in a new city, new town. Um, feel more settled in now at least. So anything that you know you learned or appreciate more about living here or anything? Um, I wouldn't say anything too different has happened aside from settling in and because of COVID shelter in place. Things uh, seem to be kind of the same as we were living before. But um, yeah, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about hospital visits is because now we've settled into a new place. We have to like rethink the baby proofing strategies around um, our new place. And then we'll have to move again soon, but we'll save that for later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, that's been our life right now, kind of trying to figure out yeah, we what? have to find a new pediatrician soon. Yeah, a new pediatrician soon. Yeah. All the things that come along with moving mm-hmm. um, across the state. Apparently, also, yeah. sorry uh-huh. to cut you off. Uh, if you have Kaiser. This is a good one, yeah. If if you have Kaiser and you were enrolled in a particular region that Kaiser member ID changes when you move to a new region. So we went from being Southern California to Northern California. And this kind of goes along with a a story that we had about two weeks ago, but I couldn't just easily Mm. um, like call up the Kaiser in Northern California because we don't have member IDs. Yeah, we don't exist Cal- in yeah. the Northern California Kaiser system. And even more convoluted is that because my Southern California Kaiser member ID was associated with my work, they they told me that I actually had to talk to my work's HR, whoever's you know specialized in insurance, mm-hmm. to get my member ID changed. So. Big process. Big process. I don't know why, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. We were like, and yeah, we'll talk about this in a little bit. Um, but that, yeah, the two Kaiser system had no idea. So in case anyone was wondering, um, another thing I guess we learned was emergency visits are like not, you don't have to be covered for, uh, like you can go to any hospital, I think, and then your insurance will still cover it for emergency room type things. Well, there's also a trick with emergency room visits too. They're definitely more expensive than urgent care visits. So if mm-hmm. if at all possible, please avoid going to the emergency room and visit an ur- urgent care. Yes. Because yeah. emergency room visits are like, I think if you are covered by insurance, they're like $100 per visit mm. um, versus an urgent care appointment, I think like, is either... Um, covered in full by insurance or it's like a $20 copay. I couldn't remember, but yeah. uh, just FYI, yeah. avoid the... What, and then the other weird thing about ERs are <laughs> urgent cares have like 
regular operating hours yeah. from like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. So if you get into an emergency at 5.30, like, oh, well. You have to go to the sucks emergency. Sucks for you. Room, yeah, yeah, you got to go to the ER, which yeah. is, I don't know. Yeah, learning a lot about our health system. <laughs> All because of little Valerie. Yeah, thank you, Valerie. <laughs> Very educational. Super. I mean, this whole year has been educational. Um, and I, I think one thing that I just wanted to shout out or she's been sleeping a lot longer for her naps. So that's been... Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood, of course, because she's napping right now. <sighs> um, but yeah, she would typically only sleep like 45 minutes to an hour for her naps, like maybe a few weeks ago. But this last week, she uh been sleeping almost two hours for her first nap and like hour for her second nap. And that's been really great. So, But car ride naps really screw it up. Yes, car ride naps screw it up because she'll fall asleep for like 15 minutes and then not go back and wake up once she gets out of the car seats or like you know when we're walking around the market mm-hmm. she'll wake up and it's like oh and not go back to sleep and nice she's gonna be really cranky later but anyway unless yeah uh-huh. unless you're driving up long distance trip and it's a pretty boring one because she <laughs> ended up sleeping napping for three hours out of the six that we yeah. drove up here so whatever yeah so things a lot change. of these things you just have to roll with it um mm-hmm. but yeah this episode, we wanted to just kind of, what's the word, like go over how many times we, how many hospital visits we've been at, gone on in the last, you know, 11 months of her life and just go over the numbers and just reasons why. I think it's really interesting and might be, uh, provide some insights to prospective parents. So I have the numbers right here. I looked up our, her health medical record, um, and in the last 11 months, she's been to the hospital 18 times. Wow. That's like... A, Including her routine. Yeah. Yeah. So... Checkups. Mm-hmm. So 18 t- visits plus like one or two telephonic visits. We had two emergency room visits, um, two plastic surgery visits, which we will go <laughs> over, and four pediatric urgent care visits. And then the rest were like routine stuff. So we're talking about like 10 out of the 18 were like routine. I, I, I guess you could put the plastic surgery as kind of routine. It's They were not okay, that interesting. People always get weirded out when they see plastic surgery on her yeah. medical record. We weren't trying to get her sankapur or double no, eyelid. No, that, no, that's not what it was. You wanna And she wasn't born with a sixth toe or sixth <laughs> finger on a hand either. Yeah. So that can, was not I, the I'll case. just explain it. So basically she when she was born, her... Left ear? Was it her right ear? I don't know. Doesn't One of her matter. ears Irrelevant. was a little flat. Uh-huh. And so... Well, the top of her ear was like... Kind of folded in. Folded in. And I think a part of it was because when she was sitting in my stomach, she had her face squished to my belly, mm. which ended up... And she never moved in my belly. She stayed in one position for like months. <laughs> and then Did that ear flip. kept getting yeah. squished into like the walls of my stomach. And... Um, there you, and it just yeah she was just yeah I was born yeah. flat so yeah she comes out of Catherine and or is born and you see her ear and the doctor recommended oh usually they um, they you know unflatten and look normal but 
still good to go visit the plastic surgery you know nurse or something and we're like all right fine well because the baby's features are so moldable yeah when they're first born and and you when you see something like a flattened ear yeah um they say you have to you want to get that fixed right away because the the skin is is more easily moldable i guess you could say yeah there's like a time window between like when you could actually fix it right. if it needs to be fixed cuz past i think 2 months yeah past 2 you months you can't you can't treat it in more of like a natural way yeah so, for lack of a better yeah so the person uh, the nurse practitioner examined her and she's like you know what let's check back at around 1 month and then if her ear hasn't improved then we can go with this mold like solution where mm-hmm. she'll have to wear a little mold on her ear and then it'll it should massage or grow it back into It's like shape. a little plastic mold with a little bit of silicone. Yeah. Um or silicone, I don't know how to say that. And yeah. then you Yeah, it looks like a like a I don't know, like a plastic case that sits around the ear. Yeah, and she would have to wear it for like a month or something, right? Yeah. Well, good news was we went visited again like one month later and her ear was totally fine. So didn't have to do anything. But, you know, that was two more visits that weren't like, they were kind of non-trivial too because it's not easy to bring an infant (laughs) to and from the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so that was two plastic surgery visits. Um, And the rest were routine stuff. So we had like 10 checkups where... It's like you go at like one month and then three months and six months, Mm -mm. nine months. It's a couple times in the first month. The first week, I think, is two visits. Yeah, I actually wrote this down. I think within the first month, we went to the hospital seven times. Right. Well, twice of that, two two of them were surgery ones. Plastic surgery ones. So, yeah. So, I think you have to go twice during the first week. I don't. I kind of can't recall. But then you go again two weeks later to do the weight check. Oh, okay. okay. So within the the first week that the baby is born, you go again to do a weight check Mm -hmm. to make sure that the baby hasn't lost too much weight. Mm. Then you go again in two weeks to make sure, especially if you're nursing, it's not clear how much the baby is intaking milk-wise. So then you have to go back in two weeks to get... Uh, another weight check and if they're not doing well then there's some clinical term for a failure to gain weight or fail Mm. it's something i forgot what it's called but yeah and if that happens if you're nursing then you have to kind of um debate whether or not you want to supplement with formula and i think clinically if it's failure to gain weight then the doctor basically forces you Right. To supplement with formula, and you can, and then there's like this whole technique. If that happens, like you can't just, you can't just mix formula into breast milk either, yeah. which is another pain in the butt. But anyways, so then after that, you go one month check up, yeah. check up another weight check, and then yeah, two months, check, yeah, two months, months, four months, two six months. months, nine months, and then twelve months, and then they keep uh, getting like longer. Th- those are yeah. all the routine checkups, and then the shots. Yeah, a lot of shots. The first vaccinations are in two months, four and months, six, yeah, and then and so on. Yeah, those were rough because you know she just cries like the moment that she gets shot, and you're just like, oh, so sad. Oh, yeah. Well, and then the other thing is, too, is uh, 
when they're nursing, usually doctors want to do like a like a vitamin D check. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was like vitamin K or vitamin D, but uh, yeah, that requires like an actual blood draw. Oh yeah, we so have if to your, get a blood draw. If your draw. child is, oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't vitamin. It was like jaundice. Oh, they yeah, wanted jaundice. to check the jaundice levels. So, uh, rib- in like a newborn b- infant, ribulin or yeah, bilirubin. Bilirubin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you have like a newborn infant, they do like a little prick at the the heel, mm. and then they they have to draw a good amount of blood. Yeah, I think it took like a good like two, two small vials. Yeah, or three vials worth. Yeah. Like, and it's kind of like painful as a parent because you you have to like hold her up oh, by the like armpits, crying. yeah, and she's just like, <laughs> I, I don't know how That's nurses sad. do that. That reminds me of the so one of the hosp- emergency pediatric visits was because she had like an allergic reaction to avocado, mm-hmm. and then the doctor after seeing her was like, I recommend getting a you know allergy test. We're like, sure, okay. And then that was sad because they couldn't do the regular blood draw from her foot, like mm. that last one. And then they mm-hmm. had to stick a needle into her arm. Most babies are like pretty okay and, and passive about it, but not, not... Well, yeah, she was like hungry. So I think not she was Valerie. already irritable. And then, yeah, the sucky part was she's kind of in I a bad mood and then... The needle went in her arm and she's just going crazy, crying, and no blood is coming out because her veins were like not. Did we talk about because we thought she was allergic to avocado? Yeah, yeah, oh, I okay, just okay, mentioned okay, that. Yeah. Um, and it was like after the nurse tried for like five, 10 minutes and she's just crying, I'm like, I called it. I was like, you know what? Or like, she's like, let's try again in like 10 minutes after she calms down. And then I was like, no, I can't put her through yeah. that again because we don't know if it's going to work and it's just avocado. We'll just assume she's allergic and try again in like a month or a few months or whatever, right? Well, that situation got even more aggravated because some old man comes up to me and he's like, like, mom, she's she's just too young. <laughs> like, what? She can't eat an avocado like any other Californian? Like, ugh, young Californians and their avocados. Just, just let her, just <laughs> avoid the avocado. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. It's like, we're not, we don't want her to have avocado. We don't care. Okay, just but- like, the doctor told us we should. There's a couple of things with that situation that could have been better. So here's a list of things that I've I've acquired. Yes, lessons learned. Okay. okay, so apparently we did the blood draw because we were already at the hospital and you know the blood draw the blood lab was open. So mm. we just went. This was in the evening time, okay? So you you don't have usually when you go to Kaiser there's like multiple technicians on hand like Mm. five to ten people there to draw blood but during the evening and this was also i think the beginnings of covid Mm -hmm. when covid COVID was becoming yeah Mm -hmm. anyway so in the evening time they only have about like one or two technicians on hand usually uh what you can do is actually request for someone who's comfortable working with babies yeah so that was our first mistake it was very clear that the technicians that were there available at hand had never worked with yeah. with babies before. And then and then especially someone like Valerie who, you know, will cry up a storm. 
Then our other mistake is I think that anytime there's like a food allergy,、mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it's protocol at Kaiser.、Um, we had to get the blood draw, but usually you can actually ask the doctor for、uh, a referral to an aller- allergenist、mm-hmm. or anyone, who, someone who specializes in allergies. And、yeah. I think they actually do like a, like a skin. Contact、oh. test, like skin contact test. So it's,、mm-hmm. I mean, drawing blood is like the last resort option.、Mm-hmm. What they usually do is kind of do like a mixture, like a an allergenic cocktail of stuff,、oh, and they、yeah. and they rub it against your skin,、Much、and then you can see if if she's exactly like, and you can see、yeah. if like if the skin gets inflamed, then you know like they're allergic. But、um, we did not have those. Those are good information. Yeah. You know what else sucks is like. That test, all that the blood they're trying to draw would only test for avocado, and yes, it's like, what the hell? Why, why are we going through all this just to check one thing? All this, you know, like pain, and like it was just kind of like, all right, forget it. Let's go home. We're not gonna feed our avocado for now. But what? Fine. Freaked me out more was the doctor was like, "Oh, you know what? If she does end up being allergic to avocado, like I'm gonna have to train you on how to use an EpiPen." And I'm like, I am a former preschool teacher, and I was trained to use the EpiPen. But I'm like, I like as a preschool teacher, like you just envision a kid like literally like suffocating and dying.、Mm, and then so, as soon as he said EpiPen, it kind of triggered like a an anxiety of like, oh my gosh, are you implying like I'm gonna get into a situation where she's gonna? I mean, God forbid, like、yeah. you know, so. It's like the the avocado toast that we we she feeds she ate she eats or whatever in the future has so much avocado that、yeah. she gets. Okay, we don't have to、yeah. go through that seriously. Well, which made me freak out. So then, when we were like trying and introducing new foods to her, like oh, in the back of my head, I always think of epipens and like the anxiety of of having to use one. Yeah. I think it's good to have one on hand, but I do think you need to be prescribed one, and we. Currently, do not have one because we didn't end up getting the official test done for、mm. the avocado. But yeah, I mean, if you're, and it wasn't. Sorry to interrupt.、Uh-huh. It wasn't even like so bad where she couldn't breathe and stuff. It was just more like we saw these. She broke out in rashes. Yeah, a rash on her back. Okay, which is another thing. So、mm-hmm. we had been before going to the doctor. Like we had fed her the avocado, and we noticed the rashes, but. She also has really fair skin that's very like easily irritable, so we、yeah. couldn't tell like what it really was. So we ended up sending her to daycare that day.、Mm. Um, we didn't think it was a problem, and then during like at like one or two p.m. that day, the director notices a bunch of rashes on her back, and then I'm like in the middle of work teaching students and getting this <laughs> frantic call right from the director saying she needs a doctor's note. And she she needs to be cleared before she comes to school. So I'm like, okay, like, can we leave her there till the end of the day? I'll pick her up right like right after work. So、mm. ended up rushing her home, and then we went to the hospital after. Well, didn't we feed her to try to see if it? No test again. No, we, we did not do that. No. Okay,、yeah. I don't. Even, this is like back、know. in February, so I don't remember. But.、Uh, another nuance to this whole hospital visit thing was actually. Taking her to daycare、mm. for the nine weeks that we had taken her to daycare, I think there had been at least two or three, maybe four occasions where we had、yeah. to get 
a doctor's note saying she was okay to go to. It was like once or twice, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and and the hard part is when you. I mean, all you who go to Kaiser, you know how hard it is to get an appointment with your specific doctor. Mm. So when, when you have Kaiser, you kind of there is an urgent care. Oh, I know why we had to go in the evening time. Urgent care for children is specifically in the pediatric mm-hmm. area of the hospital, but it's only open from 5 p.m. until like 9 yeah. p.m. If you miss that window, you know, you get there past 9 p.m., then you have to go to the emergency room, which is... $100 or more. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't even think it's 9 p.m., maybe 8. It's it's like a really yeah, small window. And then yeah. when you go to the hospital, you can immediately go and check in for it, but you kind of get like whatever doctor is on hand. Yeah. So that's why like if you have maybe PPO insurance, it's nice to have PPO because you, you can maybe go to like a private practice and have an actual pediatrician that you can go and visit and and communicate with all the time mm. versus like if you go to Kaiser, this huge institution, Yeah, you do have like a specific doctor that you, you, you know, regularly visit yeah. and you can email them like whenever, but, um, the services get kind of like, yeah, yeah. we've never had PPO. So what? Not really sure how. I grew up with PPO. Oh, yeah. So I had like one pediatrician from when I was born till I was 18. Mm-hmm. And I could go to his, I could straight up walk into his office and just be like, I'm here to get my vaccination records. Mm. But at Kaiser, like there's this whole like organization, administrative level to like yeah. getting all these procedures done, which um, at the end of the day, like it doesn't bother us much, but it, the, the hospital visiting became like inconvenient. Mm. Right, like we had to go to urgent care and visit random doctors yeah. from time to time. But and anyways. a lot of this stuff, you know, it might have been okay if we didn't go. It probably would have been for some of them, you know. And that, but you know, as first-time parents, you have this like, just want to know, make sure she's okay. Well, that's why we passed on the avocado because I think we had already yeah. like been signaled. Okay, she's mildly allergic to avocado, but she may grow out of it though. So per the daycare guidelines. Mm-hmm. in their actual policy and i remember mark and i got into an argument because he's like why the heck does the daycare need like some note from the whatever mm. it's because like babies will never tell you what's exactly wrong with them so anytime you see like a symptom and especially for a daycare so that they don't get sued yeah legally they need to have these guidelines that say like hey if there's like this rash you you need to get it like get it signed off by, yeah. uh, by a doctor so yeah which brings me to another visit that we had. And uh, this is like one of those weird like diseases. Not these, I don't want to call it disease because it sounds awful. It's like mm-hmm. an illness a child regularly gets when they go to daycare. And it's called rosacea. Rosacea? It's another rash. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Like that. That was weird. So she probably got it from someone else though. From daycare, yeah. yeah. Rosacea is one of those that's like super contagious and all the like once one kid in daycare gets it, like all the kids get it. Yeah. And basically like in rosacea, it the the beginning symptoms of it are kind of like a cold. Oh yeah, like she had like sniffles cold. Yeah, and maybe like coughing a like little. Like a low fever. Maybe ninety nine hundred degrees. Nothing to like be too concerned about. But then, what what's freaky about it is then after that you you see like 
red little rashes. They almost kind of look chicken pox like, mm. but they don't look too bad where you're like, oh God, the baby has chicken pox. So I think we centered daycare. And they're like, she's kind of sick. You need to take her back. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> or something like well, that. Well, she had like a, a like a 100 degree fever, mm-hmm. like 90, I don't know. Well, the daycare yeah. ended up deeming like, you can't send her to take care in this this condition. Yeah. So, um, she needs to be like twenty four hours without a fever and like yes. without some symptoms. So and a doctor's note. Whatever. We both took work off that day. I, I think what happened was they they sent us that message in the middle of the day. So then Mark had to work from home for the rest of the day. Yeah, pick her up. And yeah, then. and then then and then we. We couldn't send her to daycare the next day, so I took the day off. And then the day after that, we sent her back to daycare because she was fine until these rashes popped up. Mm-hmm. So then we had to go to the hospital and get it signed off. Oh, yeah. So the first time that she got sent home was because of the coughing and the fever, not the rash. Because yes. the rash shows yes, up later. later. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh I remember this now. Yes. And then I remember that night we go to urgent care and the rashes come up. We tell the doctor, um, like, these were the symptoms before the rash. And she's like, this is like classic rosacea. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty harmless, pretty yeah. normal. She doesn't have a fever anymore. She seems fine. So I think she signed us off, right? Yeah. So I guess, like, apparently rosacea is not that contagious once they get to the rash stage. Oh, right. Uh-huh. But it's okay to go to daycare at yeah. that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when we went to talk to that doctor, she was like, look, I also have a daycare child. <laughs> they go three months um, getting sick, like chronically, and then and then their immune system is like stealth after that. Mm. Um, and then I tell her like, well, yeah. So the daycare like made it like sent her home because she had like a hundred degree fever or whatever. And she's like, that's not even a fever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she was a little upset for us. And I was like, yeah, be upset for us. Like yeah. we've missed so much work. Cause she keeps getting <laughs> sick from daycare. Yeah. It's, it's a huge learning process. And you know, I will say though, like now that, you know, we're like staying home all the time, doesn't really get sick ever. And we don't really visit the hospital unless it's a checkup. Although <laughs> we have gone to the hospital because like, so this is kind of, you know, one of those moments as parents that, oh, there's, there's two, um, what I'm talking about is like head injury or like where baby falls off the bed type of thing. And mm. You know, so on mom's supervision, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it happened twice. Yeah. I mean, like, both times it was fine. I mean, we go, they check her up. They're like, she's fine. Okay, let me set the, but, the stage for Yeah, yeah. For, we could talk like, about because it happened twice. Yeah. I think, like, the first time it happened, she was like four months and uh, she had just woken up from a nap. So I. Uh, hadn't taken her taken her out of her little um, swaddle, swaddle thing, and mm-hmm. I and she had been okay sitting on the bed before because at four months they're not they're just learning how to roll around. Yeah, and at that point she wasn't good at rolling around, so I 
I left her on the bed so that I could go change my pants or something. Because we had like guests over too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then as soon as I turned around, I hear a <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God, she looks like a sack of potatoes, like crying on the ground. And oh, like, no. yeah, so I laid her on the bed and then somehow she rolled over and then landed like on her back and then ended up putting the back of her head on the, the floor. Mm. The floor was wooden and our bed is about like two, two feet. feet away from the ground. Yeah, not that high. But she was really young, and at that point, they still have those like I call them blowholes <laughs> at the top of her skull. You know Font- that like really something fontanelle. <gasps> fontanelle, yeah, that are really soft a little sensitive at the top. top. Yeah, yeah. So that I felt like, oh, she's young. We need to go. Yeah. Take her to the hospital. Um, this was also at the beginning of COVID. Yeah, it was like it was like January. It was February. February, and yeah, it was kind of early February. Scary because when we got, we were waiting in the emergency room and they had like free masks for everyone. Yes, because it had not hit the United States yet, but they had these signs like, "Oh, if you've been traveling to China, you know, don't be like leave." No, they didn't say that, but it's like just be careful. You have to tell us if you've traveled to any of these countries, Mm -hmm. and then so because it was still very new. It's actually February first when we visited for this particular. Uh, yeah. So my visit. friends, uh, our friend's wife, Claire, she's like native of Korea, right? Yeah. And she gets all the like latest Korean news and she knows how serious the situation is in Korea. Mm. So when we get there and we went with her and her husband, she's like, oh, I'm so freaked out to be in this emergency room. And she's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, there's so many masks. So she takes a couple. She takes like 10 and she's like, you need to really stock up. And of course I wasn't <laughs> taking it seriously. I'm like, dude, we don't need masks. So I think I ended up tossing like a few. And it she's like, regular, you need yeah. it. They're sold out. Okay. On Amazon, dude, they're already sold out. Can I say this? This is just a very off topic, but disappointed in CDC for saying that masks were not helpful mm. at the start of this pandemic just disappointed like you could have said anything else i i, I get the position of like oh you don't want to get people in a frenzy and not having enough stock for the people that really need it but you could have said something like oh just wear a face covering and that will still help anyway rant over <laughs> like that was back in february now we know like so much more well, yeah, anytime going to the emergency room like sucks because I think we ended up waiting like an hour or more than that to see the doctor. And then finally, when we got there, he does like a little like he checks around the skull to see that there's an, like nothing weird with it and mm. checks her joints and whatever. Um, at the end, it's like they always offer um, like a CAT scan. Yeah, they always offer to of, do it. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I'm a little like not as conservative, so I'm okay to, you know, approve the CAT scan if you want it. And for those of you who are Redditors, you might have seen infants <laughs> going through a CAT scan. It's kind of cute. Oh, they're in that little clear tube. Yeah, the little plexiglass <laughs> tube and they um all their chub is kind of like squished in oh, yeah. and they look like I don't know, they look like little kitties, like just <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and apparently they have to sedate the child because they mm. can't move during the whole procedure. So I had seen that post before we went in <laughs> and I had known, oh gosh, she's never going to be able to like do that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And so we, we didn't go through with yeah, it. She, she ended up being okay. Yeah. She was fine. She, I think in that particular like 
when that happened, she cried for like a couple minutes, and then. So this is some stuff we learned, and I think it's helpful. Is like just to see what happens when your baby does suffer some kind of head injury, or just like hits her head, not an injury, but like you want to just check that she's not like concussed or any signs of drowsiness or extreme irritability is also a sign that you might want to go to the hospital. But Valerie is always super irritable every time yeah, she but gets no, no, hurt. But she didn't cry for like 20 minutes straight. She stopped crying when she calmed down. So that was a good sign. Um, but, you know, as These first time parents... These things can be Googled too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is just stuff we picked up and learned, right? Um, yeah. But yeah. At uh, the, yeah. Bizarre thing. Um, I think in some states, whenever like... Uh, a major injury happens to a child like that. There are times where they call um, DCFS, Child Social Services, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's just protocol. But that didn't happen to us. But something that was kind of weird that happened was like months later we got a letter. Oh yeah, from our insurance or insurance liability. Um, it was I don't know some kind of form to kind of like. Yeah. For them, I'm kind of confused. Like, so, so we we have that procedure, like, or that visit covered by insurance. But if if your insurance doesn't have to pay for it, I think that they'll try to sue the whoever was the reason for this yes, injury. Yes, yes. If that makes sense while I'm talking, so. I got this really scary formal letter from some legal office. It's that like, what was the re- or like was it like abuse or some yeah, kind of like ask some, some questions yeah. and then we just responded very simply like, no, she fell out of bed, she was fine, and then that's it. And then I think we mailed it back, and that was the last we heard from them. Mm-hmm. So it's just fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, fell off the bed. Part two. <laughs> NorCal version. NorCal version. (laughs) So sad. The morning after we had moved in, uh, I did it. Well, okay. No, this was different. This was different. So she's what, like 10 months old? The bed is a bit higher off the ground. And it's carpeted. And it's carpeted. So uh, I I didn't know. I don't know what was going through my mind other than I wanted to just lay on the bed. Mm -hmm. And so I had her sitting next to me but of course she's like super active and like loves to crawl around and she loves to like roll over on the bed when she can and this time was no no different um so she i i lay on the bed with her and then she like quickly crawled to the edge of the bed and of course babies don't know their limits so she like nosedived off the bed into the carpet mm. so that she ends up getting like a rug burn Oh, yeah. On her forehead. And um, since it was carpet, we didn't, I didn't initially was like, oh, it's not a problem. Mm. She's hit her head on a few things at this point. And cried before. Yeah. yeah. So um, what ended up happening is I picked her up. She's crying. And I think, like, okay, after five minutes, she'll stop crying. Right. Yeah. But she doesn't stop crying. Yeah. And she seems a lot more irritable than usual. So then we were like freaking out, like, okay, maybe we should go to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, 
And then we do the same thing over again, go to urgent care, they check for X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, the comforting thing is that when you go to the hospital, the, the nurses are all like, I have three children. This always happens. It's like initiation for the child. <laughs> and in my yeah. head, I'm like, oh, this has happened to me before, though. <laughs> yeah. But, this was At this time, I couldn't even be there because yeah, you can't have visitors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was... I was just like standing outside for like 20 minutes and then I realized, oh, maybe I should get some coffee and hot water to warm up her milk because we know she's going to be hungry. And that was the reason why she was crying in the hospital more, right? It's like she's hungry and irritable. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, well, okay. So we mentioned that we've been to the hospital 18 times now, right? For the baby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she doesn't like the hospital. She hates nurses. Something about the scrub uniform, like... She, she recognizes yeah. it. Yeah. Like, like it doesn't matter who you are. Give me shots. I hate them. And like, <laughs> um, I also have heard that like babies are like inherently racist and mm. it's not inherent. Like maybe that's not racist. It's more like, Oh, they don't, yeah, okay. they don't recognize people that don't look like you. Yes. So then it gives them like an immediate fear. And at first I thought like, Oh yeah, it's because she's getting all these diverse nurses that she's freaking out. But like, um, when we went to the Kaiser in NorCal, like the first nurse she saw was like an Asian woman and she's like freaking out. So now I'm like, okay, she definitely knows. Our what. baby's not racist. Yeah, nice. She's not racist. <laughs> and she just hates like, she just knows when someone's wearing scrubs, it's like no good. Yeah. I'm about to get a shot. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Exactly. They want to try to draw my blood. But looking back on it, um, I think what happened, the reason that she was super irritable is because I kept touching her rug burn. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that thing was there for like a week. A week, yeah. So it left a, it left a scab and and I think she, I think she was probably just pissed off at me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, But she was hungry too because she had gone like 30, 40 minutes longer than she normally does without a m- milk. Mm-hmm. So yeah, s- sort of stressful day for sure. Or not sort of, it was stressful, but it so turned out okay. So hospital visits, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 it was stressful. Yeah, I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. No, no, I just have so much on my mind. (laughs) This this episode could be like hours long, probably, if we just talked about hospitals and yeah, hospital visits have changed though, and I'm sure everyone's aware that they're mostly over the telephone, right? Yeah, they're trying to. Limit the amount of people that need to be in the office or in the hospital. One of the telephone calls was yeah. regarding like mild eczema because the the water at our Previous, old place yeah. was like really hard water, had like a lot of minerals and crap, and it's super. I mean, it's natural irritable. It's naturally irritable for anybody, but for a baby with really sensitive skin, it like kind of expresses itself in. Yeah, there was like eczema. red, pink spots on her stomach, right? Yeah, then- I'd almost felt like a waste to call the doctor because I think the doctor was like, "Are you putting any like moisturizer on it?" I'm like, "We aquaphor her like once a day." He's like, "He's like, no, you need to, you need to apply it aggressively." Very, yeah, be very liberal about it or aggressive. <laughs> it's like, all right, and then we do it, and it actually goes away. I was kind of amazed. Yes, I was like, wow, it all it took was more aquaphor, and I thought we were already putting. A lot of aquaphor on her. Which, by the way, the doctor calls aquaphor fancy Vaseline. Yeah. So He's I am not, sure yeah. Vaseline He's like, is fine. Can you put some Vaseline on her? Or have you been? And we're like, uh, we put aquaphor. 
Oh, in All other right, words. Sure, sure, whatever. <laughs> Fancy Vaseline. Yeah, that works. That's fine. Um, yeah. I feel like there was like maybe another visit, but um, one of the early visits that we did when she was like a newborn was, uh, I guess, for nursing babies, like blowouts. Oh, right. Are like really common. So nursing babies, like, eventually well newborns like poop all the time they're just like pooping a bunch of all the meconium and all the whatever has been stuck in their system and then eventually when they hit like one month or something they um they stop pooping like not all together yeah they just poo less so uh it could be like once every you know three to seven days yeah it really depends on the child obviously but there was like an instance where she was like super duper backed up yeah and then she ended up like after five days of not pooping i think i think had gone like four four or five times in that day yeah the day that she did poop and then she ended up having like blood in her stool yeah it was like a small drop but it was blood yeah we're not feeding her anything red you know and you know as a new parent you're like it freaks you out because you're like okay no one ever taught me about blood and stool. And anytime you you see that, it's protocol. Like you need to go to the doctor. So, uh, yeah. So we went, and then he just like, hey, look. If it happens again, then we're gonna have to look at the diet, maybe or prescribe something. But you know, generally these things, if it gets better, then you just move on, and that's. I think it happened. Yeah. She didn't, it didn't happen again after that. So. Well, then we kind of like just thought, oh, maybe it was like an anal fissure. Yeah. A little small tear. I think that's what the doctor and, yeah. um, diagnosed it. I think she, he was examining her and then. But blood in the stool sucks for a nursing mom. Let me tell you why. The most oh. common reason for blood in stool is a lactose intolerance. So like, you probably like breast milk also like passes a lot of the nutrients and stuff that you, the mom eats. So like for me, when I saw the blood and stool, I was like, no, no, not the dairy, not the dairy. We're not. (laughs) Don't tell me she can't eat dairy. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was our 18 visits in 11 months, not even 11 months. Um, it's been a wild ride. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. expect to visit the doctor yeah, a and, lot in the first year. And I think this is also just kind of goes back to the uh, parental leave thing. Since in the first month, you know, you go to the doctor so much. I think just being the, being able to, like, if you can take paternity leave and, you know, just... It's like to be able to support, you know, going you know, the mom going to the hospital and well, stuff. I think must it's really yeah physical healing, especially after C section. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how other people, how many, you know, but just being able to be there, I think it's important. And so, highly recommend people to take paternity leave as much as you can. Yeah, but yeah, man, what a what, what a, a journey. Ride. Yeah, we. Hopefully, well, we do have to schedule what another twelve month one for shots, in yeah, in NorCal somewhere probably. So we'll have to figure that out. There was like actually something else I wanted to talk about, but I don't know 
if uh, it's going to take up too much time. I mean, we can talk about it later, but uh, if you have a son, a baby mm-hmm. boy, mm-hmm. the hospital, the reasons for hospital visits change too. Things oh, like circumcision. Yeah, circumcision. Um, and I know this because my sister-in-law had a son yeah. eight days younger than Valerie. Um, yeah, th- there's that too. And then the second thing that I have a coworker who's like ve- vegan. Uh-huh. And uh, I think she she veers towards uh, anti-vaxxer. Uh-huh. And <laughs> uh, there's like a few reasons why um, that... I think people are more prone to anti-vaxxing because of, of having a baby boy. There's some oh. genetic predispos- predispositions that boys have mm-hmm. when it comes to vaccinations. Mm. So probably another to- topic that we can talk about on another day. But I find that that whole topic really interesting of, of why if you have a baby boy, you might want to kind of be a or- little cautious about the vaccinations that he's receiving. Huh. Also, like circum, regarding circumcisions, like there could be botched circumcisions that could happen too. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of ethical things that pertain to like having a baby boy, which thankfully uh, it's a little bit more complicated. Yeah, yeah. So th- I don't know. We can talk I'm, about it later. I mean, we don't have a baby boy, and I would just be talking about like things that I know from other people. But yeah, yeah. so I, I find those things really interesting. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, really interesting, what is it, now two and a half weeks here in NorCal. And thankfully, I feel like we've settled into a more of a groove or like a, you know, it's been more steady, which is nice. Although I think in a month and a half, we're going to have to move again. But yeah, we'll, we're just, we'll have to go through that again. It's not going to be as crazy, but it is still a lot of work. But mm-hmm. yeah, thank you guys. Thank you everyone for listening yes, and supporting. Thank you so much. Yeah, we enjoy talking about our baby and parenthood. And we, we really enjoy sharing that with everyone too. So thanks everyone. We'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.